Hey kids, what time is it? It's lunchtime. lunchtime. It's time for lunch. Welcome to the Lunch Crew Gaming Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back. Uh, for some reason, we're making a second episode. How are you, Ken? I'm doing all right. How are you, Patrick? Not too bad. We have our friend Brandon with us. Brandon, how are you? I am just peachy. Awesome. We've been playing games with each other for, what, over 18 years now? Since uh, the late 90s, early 2000s? Brandon's been one of the group of people, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I started in 2000-ish, around the time when Battlefield and, yeah, Battlefield 1942 came out. Yeah, it's, uh, that's where I think we all met uh, was was then. Though, I think last week, Ken and I talked about how we met Tech Ops, so. Yeah, I, I started in, in Tech Ops. Yep, you guys started before me. It's fine, you old people. I still can't remember since then. <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's been a while. But yeah, you want to give us a, a quick rundown of of what type of games you like? Well, that changes by the day, honestly. I have a problem focusing on one video game from time to time. But overall, my favorite video game has to be Kerbal Space Program. It's just amazing. I think we were talking earlier about your Fallout of Star Wars franchise because I would have picked it for uh, <laughs> Kodor. But Kodor is is an amazing game. I love it uh, to death. But as far as favorites goes, it would it would have to be KSP because it's different every time I play it, and I can't play it the same way each time, even if I want to. Every time I played it, always ends the same way <laughs> with Fiery a bunch death. of dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's I've, the fun. I've created genocide. All the Kerbals have died. Well, all right. Well, let's move on. What's your your favorite non-video game game? I don't understand that question. When you're not plugged in, what what do you like to do? What's your favorite thing to play with? With? Yes. My, okay. Uh, keep, keep it PG. Yeah, yeah, no problem. No problem. Um, I have a uh, 2017 WRX that I enjoy modding and trying to kill myself in. Awesome. Uh, I completely understand having a 2015. Is yours automatic or manual? It's a manual. Is there any other way? I mean, no, there isn't. So they make technically, (laughs) apparently, I don't know why they would sell them, but uh, Ken, so technically, uh, Brandon does like playing with his stick. So is there anything you're looking forward to, Brandon? Uh, Video game, tabletop, uh, movies, anything in geek culture that, that just calls to you? Um, right now, not not especially. I'm kind of looking forward to um, Division Two. Uh, Fallout seventy six kind of wants, kind of makes me want to bash my eyes out. Other than that, because not, it's tempting, really. and yet you know it's going to be painful. What what's up with the? It's it's. Oh, how do yeah, I? Okay, I understand. <laughs> no, no, I, you're you're preaching to the choir. Let our people at home know <laughs> what our love hate relationship with Fallout is. I absolutely loved fallout i like just about everything about it war war never changes is one of my favorite sayings as i've fitted into presentations with work and with my daughter everything it's one of those things that basically encompasses my entire life but then 76 uh showed up and i just i can't i i can't do it <laughs> i just can't Fallout with a bunch of um Random assholes just seems like it. Yeah, because there's only supposed to be one asshole, and that's me. Exactly. Not everybody else. That's right. (laughs) I am the asshole. Well, that's pretty much our show in a nutshell. (laughs) We're not done yet. Uh, So, because we record these in the future or in the past and play them in the future, it's October. And the games that are coming out, the AAA games that are coming out are Assassin's Creed Odyssey, 
and Red Dead Redemption 2. It's, it's truly a fascinating time to have two big games drop if you like that style of game. And as you know from last week, Ken hates anything that's popular. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, if this so, podcast becomes popular, I'm going to have to shut it down. I'm just going <laughs> to throw it out there. I'm done. Yeah, you can't. You people ruined it. I have a hopefully a very funny story. Uh, I went to my wife's work with well, the network manager was sitting with us talking and he was very excited about Red Dead Redemption 2 because something that that Rockstar did that just tickled him to no end, which was that they actually modeled shrinkage on your horse if you walk into cold water. Okay. That, all right, then. That's funny. Yeah. I guess was, uh, Conan was stepping it up for the community in general. Or <laughs> yeah. Yep, you know, it's all it's all step forward. Uh, let's see what else. Telltale Games, they have died. Yes, sadly. I can't wait to read the book or or watch behind the scenes of the death of Telltale. It just it just looks like there's like tons of popcorn to pop and eat and watch because it just seems like such a train wreck. I was going to say it's it's really sad because The Walking Dead, the original, the first one, was an amazing game. It changed how I viewed story games. I was blown away by that game. And then the rest of them came out and I was disappointed more and more as they went on. Well, wait a second. Did you play The Wolf Among Us or whatever? I didn't. I didn't. I was pretty much only interested in the Walking Dead games. Walking Dead, okay. That well, they came out roughly at the same time, and I have to say, The Wolf Amongst Us was was really really good as well. Yeah, I, I played it. I thought it was pretty solid. That was again. That was back in the beginning when this was like you said. It was it was new to the whole concept of storytelling. So, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I didn't know if you had played that one. That was no, I hadn't. But again, I was disappointed more with the follow-ups to those, the walking to the, just, just specifically on the walking dead series. I was more disappointed with the follow-ups on that, but then I started playing the, the final chapter because, you know, it's a walking dead game. I bought it. Um, <laughs> You're just like any other walking dead fan. Oh man, this sucks. This sucks. But next week, next week going to be better. <laughs> nope. Not me. Honestly, that, that's not true. I stopped watching the walking dead. I, I did too. I stopped watching the walking dead when they made some stupid freaking decisions, which probably could have come in episode one, but that's neither here nor there. No, no. Episode one was, <laughs> brilliant episode one was brilliant it was episode two that i was like yeah I'm, I'm done that was that that was me i got to i think it was like season four or five it was after the governor but not much further than the governor i just i couldn't do it anymore so that's the season where um rick finds hope for the group and then some <laughs> of the group are waft doing their own thing but they like they they invest in this hope but something happens where they all have to start over again P- pretty much yeah. Yep, yeah exactly and then they argue yep. yeah you know which season i'm talking about yeah <laughs> exactly just just regarding the walking dead series itself i started playing the, the the final chapter the first part of it was fantastic of course it was like oh by the way telltale is going up in smoke just before the second chapter comes out so i haven't even started it yet because i don't know if i want to get involved in it and have a massive cliffhanger that's never going to end from what i understand and i don't have any proof of this in front of me they have got another studio to finish the story somebody they, they've hired somebody to make sure this is done well hopefully it'll it'll finish sometime before i die that'd be great <laughs> absolutely yeah <laughs> So, all right, this week in gaming history, uh, let's see here. I've got a whole list of things that happened 19 years ago. Stuff happened on the PlayStation. 19 years ago was in 1999. 19 years ago. That was like a millennia ago. Yep. And 18 years ago. Also uh, a millennia ago. And Yeah, technically you're correct. That's, uh-huh. that's the best kind of correct. Yeah, year 2000. October 14th, the Game Boy dropped Pokemon Gold and Silver. And 15 years ago, October 14th, 2003, Bullet Time was still amazing. And Max Max Payne 2 came out. Yeah. The fall of Max Payne. Good game. Yeah, it was. 
mm-hmm. let's see. Let's move through here. Four years ago, uh, Borderlands, the pre-sequel, came out. To be honest with you, that was a pretty good beating of a dead horse there. I thought it was a great <laughs> way to keep the narrative going. Um, because Borderlands 2, in my mind, the, the DLC, Tiny Tina's, whatever. The Assault was. on Dry- Dragon Keep or yes. something? Oh, yeah, yeah, the, the tabletop one. That was fantastic. Was absolutely <laughs> one of the best games of, of the last uh, 20 years, in my opinion. Pretty much every person I know that likes the Borderland franchise and also plays tabletop loves that DLC better than oh, any of the games itself. It's all the tropes. It's just fantastic. Absolutely good. And let's see what else. Uh, Sleeping Dogs, uh, the definitive edition, came out for the PlayStation 4, which was four years ago. So that's a little weird to think that the PlayStation 4, you know, the, this generation of the uh, the console is at least four years old. So, okay. Well, the good thing is it's going to be over soon. PS5 is supposedly in development, so that's uh, good. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. I, I'll buy a whole new system. <laughs> Still, don't the, sound so excited yeah well i've got the ps3 behind me not plugged in and i got the switch that's sitting over there i still want to play the switch but it's not being used and, but i do use the ps4 so is that uh playstation 5 going to be cheaper than a uh nvidia 2080 rtx um i don't know i doubt it though i highly doubt it my car is going to be cheaper than that uh than that video card Wow. Even though the, the market has crashed, the video cards are still very expensive. I don't I don't understand that. And the market, I mean the, the Bitcoin mining. I've been seriously debating whether or not to get a 2070, just because I, I know it would piss uh, a couple of members of our little group <laughs> off. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm seriously it. considering doing it. <laughs> oh, you should do it. Absolutely. Because I know after you get it, there's a certain somebody <laughs> I happen to work for who would make sure he got one almost immediately. And he doesn't play video games anymore. So it's exactly. hilarious. Yeah. So- <laughs> I'm all for it just to listen to the 45 minutes of him. I don't know why he did. I got it at work tomorrow. That'd be be awesome. I'm I'm, I'm seriously debating it. I'm just like, "Ah, I I have to justify it though. Uh, I think I just did. (laughs) That's a good justification. There we go. (laughs) So, Brandon, our special guest for today, if you've forgotten the 10 seconds that we were away, uh, we have uh, some easy questions to toss at you, just kind of to warm you up before we get into our meaty subject, which you did a wonderful call out to earlier. Okay. I need to know, and I will tell you the best game song ever, that in my opinion, what is your opinion in the best game song used in a trailer, in a game, whatever? What is it? Basically, the entire soundtrack for Child of Light. Fantastic, fantastic songs. In that game child of light i don't i don't think yeah I that one. see you were thinking i was going to go with battlefield 1942 and i understand no. that no, is no, no. one of my favorites no i thought you were going to go with civ 4 baba yetu uh well yeah that's that's good too but i'm sorry child of light if you first of all if you've not played the game play the game it's it's fantastic okay but the the soundtrack in that is phenomenal it's it's emotional it will make you cry by the end like a little girl now i know why I i've never played child of light because it's an ubisoft title well, yeah, there's that. Uh, that's just me, everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. Well, okay. Even so, even even though it's a, an Ubisoft game, it was developed independently. It was uh, they just published it. So, there you so go. that that and and it's not popular, Ken. So that might actually uh, get you a little uh, more interested. <laughs> oh, in but it. it's Ubisoft. I, I can't I can't bring myself to play. So so Ken, how about Ubisoft. you? What what's the best game song? And this will be the baseline because every every guest is going to be asked the, these three questions that we're coming up with. I was actually not prepared to answer this question. All right, well then, <laughs> while you're thinking about it, I well, can no, give you no, mine. No, let's let's put me on the spot. On the spot. There you go. So out of the blue, I probably have to go with pretty much the original Civilization theme from like the first yeah. Civ One. 
I yeah. can't even think of it. And neither can I. Keep doing that until I find it on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> for me, we could go through the decades and there'd be different songs for each decade, such as the Pac-Man song, the song from Gauntlet. Pac-Man song? Oh, okay. not the one like from like the, it's the from the arcade. You right. Know, the doop, dee, 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 whatever. And then yeah. there's Gauntlet. Which another arcade game that uh, you could hear the Gauntlet had a theme song. Oh yeah, it was very Bachian, and you could hear it because it went very deep, and then it was like a snippet for like you know twelve seconds, and then you had the. I would like to amend my answer, Alex. Okay, the one video game song that I've actually always liked throughout time is stones from the ultimate franchise stones from ultima yeah stones from ultima oh yeah yeah i got you i would know it if i heard it but here's here's the best song that defeats them all and i think brandon even you will agree with me when i say this battlefield heroes theme song (laughs) okay that was my ringtone (laughs) that was my ringtone and I think was, I still have it on my phone. <laughs> yeah, it is just something about that. It just it was so evocative, such a great. Yeah, if you get a chance, go ahead and just the best. Well, we can still put it in the description of the podcast. Okay, great. So It'll be there. That, we'll do that for each each one of these. Show note, show note links will be below in the, the podcast notes. And if you're listening to this in your journey, wait till you get home to safely click on links. Oh, so yeah. You, you hear that beginning and you're like, oh, this is just like any other Battlefield. And then the whistle. But the Battlefield theme songs have always been pretty good. They've been pretty much the same the entire time. And uh, I've always liked them. Yeah. Bad Company. Bad Company two. had the best one. Yep, absolutely. I don't know about two. <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, of course, they had Buckner's uh, The Beast in there as well. Uh, so that wasn't wasn't their usual. Anyway, so let's move on to the next easy question. Who is the best video game protagonist in your mind? Is this to me? Yeah, yeah, this is for you. Yeah. You lead off and then, then uh, Ken and I will... will come in with our half-assed answers okay all right um i'm gonna have to go with um best protagonist who Jeez. do you like playing as the lone wanderer fallout 4 fallout 4 okay so of Good. all of them it is fallout 4 so you're not like looking for water chips or anything like that you're just no, 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 no. That's the uh, Soul Survivor. Uh, no, 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 no. That's no, not he's the, the Vault survivor. Dweller. The Soul that's Survivor the, yeah, that's the vault. is four. Yep. No. Yeah. The Wanderer is four. The Lone Wanderer is four. So who's the Soul Survivor? Which one's... Because technically, <laughs> that would be... That, all right. Well, anyway, Fallout 4, that character, whatever one that is. Yes. Okay. Ken, I'm going to toss mm-hmm. it to you. Who do you like playing as? I thought it would be the, the, the Kerbal Killer, Brandon. <laughs> Google says, yeah. Soul Survivor is from Fallout 4. Holy crap. I was right, accidentally. Which, given uh, I've played at least Fallout, enough Fallout 4 to go through the uh, introduction. So. <laughs> the Lone Wanderer would yeah. probably be three. Right? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Who knows? We, could, we could look it up. And then you have the Courier. Courier was from the amazing New Vegas. Yeah. I'm so happy that... Did that get shut down, do you know? The, no, the remake no, for Fallout that's, 4? That's it did still, not? That's because they're, they were smart and they're, they're re-recording all the audio. Did you watch that video, the beginning, as Doc Mitchell in the yes. Fallout 4 engine? And <laughs> yes. that actor, holy cow, was that good? I didn't know until afterwards that it was a re-recording. Yep. It was fantastic. Yep. I, yeah. yeah, I can't wait for it. That's mm-hmm. that's something I'm I'm excited for. Anyway, that, continue. That, that, that goes us back to the before the intervention. <laughs> yeah. So so Ken, who is your your protagonist again? Because I, I I can't think that far out of the box. We're gonna we're gonna stick with the Avatar from Ultimate Franchise, just because it What's is you? in fact fourth wall breaking. Yeah, it's you. So All right. Well, caveat is uh, we're not including Ultima Online, Ultima Nine, Ultima Ten, or Ultima Eight in any wow. of those. But that's just me. So wow, that's. That, okay, I was feeling bad earlier in our pre-discussions about thinking I was the geekiest. No, I'm not the geekiest out of this group. I, I will gladly not take that title. My <laughs> favorite protagonist, this is with the the red 
tinted glasses of looking back would be my XCOM team. Nice. The original XCOM team. Followed shortly by the XCOM 2 team. When you were a kid, did you like part your hair in that like weird mushroom top <laughs> pattern that a lot of the XCOM people had? <laughs> no comment. Oh, he did. I'll take that as a That's yes. a no comment. I will have to ask your wife for pictures because I'm sure she, she does not. Eighth grade was a terrible time for hair. So, okay, let's bring Fair us enough. to our final easy question. Brandon. Mm-hmm. The best antagonist, the best bad guy in video games. Wow. Yeah, right? There have been a lot of good ones. So so how do you separate antagonists from plot? Because sometimes the plots are really good, but the antagonists themselves are only... Nah. Well, did I ask for the best plot? No, I asked for the best <laughs> the best <laughs> no, antagonist. A lot, a lot of times the antagonist is tied to the plot and circumstantially. So sometimes you might think a game is better because it has a good plot and has a pretty okay antagonist. Versus a game that has like an amazing antagonist. I'm looking. Not that I can I, name I believe any. The judges but... are saying antagonist, sir. <laughs> okay then. Jeez, that that is a that is a tough. Did question. I buy enough time to think about it? Brandon? <laughs> Not really. No. <laughs> he was too fascinated with with the the argument you were bringing. Oh, that's a good point. If he says yes, I'm going to have to change my answer completely. <laughs> Best antagonist. Yeah, I, I don't know. I really don't. Oh no, no. Sorry, I got it. The best antagonist, the biggest asshole in gaming. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's no. it. Oh, God. I hate this asshole. We all know him. Navi. <laughs> yes, Gandhi. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no. Yes, I said Gandhi. Navi from, from Zelda, but Gandhi. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Gandhi. Yeah, yeah Gandhi. Yeah, I thought you Gandhi. said Gandhi. Yeah. Absolutely. No, that works. Gandhi. That's even Fuck better. That yeah. guy. Yep. Fuck that guy. <laughs> you know, I, just, just as a quick side, I started a. Um, a Civ Five game because I was really, really bored one night. And lo and behold, pop next to Gandhi and somebody else. It didn't really matter. Anyway, I'm building up. And then all of a sudden... Genghis Khan, but we don't care about him. <laughs> yeah, it didn't really matter because Gandhi came and wiped out everyone. I was just like, how? How the fuck did you do this so quick? But fuck that guy. Fuck him. Fuck Gandhi. And, anyway. And you and you can tell <laughs> that, this, that he probably is the best antagonist because all of a sudden we just had 13 F-bombs dropped. And... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that guy gets under someone's skin. But so you're not picking him, though. You're, you're not picking him. No, I am. Oh, you are picking Gandhi. Okay, all right. You're oh welcome. yeah, absolutely. All right, Ken. Would I be wrong to say yourself and Coder? Oh, oh, that's not bad. That is a little cerebral. Okay, well, but if you played Coder, uh, if you haven't played Coder, spoiler warning: this is your twenty year plus spoiler <laughs> notification because you basically are kind of your own antagonist in the end because there's this whole amnesia thing going I d- on i but. disagree with okay you. i disagree with you i disagree with you that you're your antagonist because at that point you're not it's um malik instead of revan you're not chasing revan you're chasing malik yeah but you, you spend this whole plot trying to chase your basically yourself mm. right uh, i guess i guess I mean, again, we can we we can disagree. We're adults. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, no, I'm changing my name to Gandhi and just nuke it. <laughs> <laughs> Screw it. We're done. The uh, the the thing is, is that this is a really hard question to answer because everyone's probably in their mind. They're like, oh, it's Glados or it's uh, yeah. I, I came up with the one that was good that I could think of on the spot. There's probably someone yeah, better. Yeah, but well, there's but, always there's always a reason. There's always somebody you want to be like, oh, I'm going to get that guy. And uh, I I can't I honestly I can't think of any one bad guy that has made me want to go. You know what? I'm done with this game. I don't want to ever see this person again. Or I want to nuke them so hard that I damage my hard drive. That I mean, there's a lot of characters that I 
don't like, but I don't know who the best antagonist is. I mean, there's classic Bowser, Donkey Kong, when he was the bad guy. Now he's the good guy. I don't, I don't know how it works. Um, yeah, back when he was just throwing barrels at you. I know what my answer is. Princess Peach. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fuck that bitch. No, it's uh, when there's, okay, when we play say like Mario Kart or Magicka, say Portal, any game that has the ability for friendly fire, uh, the best antagonist would be my own friends. <laughs> I don't know if, uh, well. You're not you're not projecting, no. are you? We're not that bad. <laughs> well, I know I was. I, I self-exiled myself from the uh, golf game because I was just absolutely ruining the game for other people because of how hilarious it was to yeah i heard you guys had some good times playing uh project cars and stuff too that but that was unintentional most of the time brandon can say i don't know if it was you or jeremy who uh bumped into the other but yeah <laughs> i would say the best video game antagonist is my very own bestest friend okay oh that's sweet that's it is sweet. it's true yeah yeah uh, a quick amendment, since I've been playing Warframe recently, and Brandon can appreciate this. Uh, what is her name? Lotus. I think she's the best antagonist in, in Warframe in the game today. Have you made it to the end? And anyone who's played Warframe is like, she's not the antagonist. She's her helper. You know what? Fuck that bitch. <laughs> that's, that, that's true. I, I have nothing against that. Okay, this, this is a perfect segue talking about these bunches of games uh, all in quick succession. Today's meaty topic is gaming ADHD. Brandon, Ken, you guys want to describe or explain what gaming ADHD is? I can describe what it means to me. Brandon's our guest. We'll let him describe what it means to him first. Since actually Brandon's the one that came up with the, the, today's topic. Uh, well, yep. thanks. Thanks. That too. Uh, gaming ADHD love you, is, <laughs> is um, simply... No one can stick to a game for more than, say, a week. You know, you spend money on a game, you get it to play with your friends, they play it for a week, and then they buy a new game, and then it's the same thing, same cycle over and over again. It's just... And you've got a six-hour window to buy the game, so you're not behind or trying to catch up. Exactly, exactly. And once you fall behind, you're done, and you might as well just not play. I find that uh, most of the people we play with have a severe case of gaming ADHD. There are the few that that stick with the one game. What's it, our Canadian friend? Uh, what's it? Brad, yes. He will stick with a game forever. He does not switch games ever. Two of the three Canadians that we know, George and Brad, we got George into Anarchy Online, and then we I'm forgot so about sorry. it for 10 years. <laughs> He shows up 10 years later as one of the top players in the game. He's like, where'd you guys go? I don't know what happened to you all. That's awesome. That was yeah. mean. That was mean. That yeah, was great. Join us, that. man. Hey, uh, Brandon, we got to go. It's, you know, it's a, oh, what about George? Don't worry about him. It hurts too. If you have, if you have youngins or middle youngins or not so youngins anymore. Oh yeah. Cause it, then it just gets expensive. Yeah. Cause like say, you know, my son joins us and so my wife plays too. And so there have been times where I've had to buy three copies of a game to play along. It, I gotta be honest with you. It, our group is really good because if the game is budget or even not so budget, uh, we have purchased games for each other to make sure everybody's in, in the group, but mm -hmm. it gets exhausting. So exhausting to jump from one game to another, to another, and to another that it's, it's one of those things where you, you kind of burn out on yes it. i give our friends credit they do return to certain games there are games that they yeah. always go back yes to. but it's it's like one out of five that that has uh, replayability after a while rocket league is always a winner interestingly enough i don't have <laughs> I, I i can't do rocket league anymore <laughs> just i i hate that game with a passion oh so we should change the best antagonist to rocket league <laughs> 
<laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, the controller in any game I've ever played. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much the controller. I've gone through like three uh, Xbox One controllers with Rocket Rocket League. I'm just not going to do it anymore. It's it's cheaper for me to not play the game and buy a controller <laughs> than it is for me to play the game. So that's that's awesome. That's awesome. So okay, let's let's talk about the positives of, of gaming ADHD. And uh, uh, I I mentioned the negative of being burnout, but that's also a positive because you don't necessarily get tired of a specific game. It always stays fresh with you. And if you follow the group, you know, and if someone returns to it, and you all go back to say like Grand Theft Auto Five and the multiplayer and stuff like that, because you don't necessarily grind too much, and you you're able to go back to a game with your group of friends, and you're not by yourself when your friends have gaming yep. ADHD. No, I I agree. And there's a lot of games that lend themselves to uh, I think staying better from ADHD kind of issues. Rocket League is a good example of that because for the most part, you can just pick up the game and play. I haven't played Rocket League in a while. See aforementioned uh, controller comment. <laughs> so I, I think games like that are really easy to pick back up. You can see the positives in the idea of having uh, games that you can return to with your group of friends. You know, there's always a baseline. I mean, there's there's other games that we return to, like The Division as a group and played for a while. You know, but remember, we all started, and, and this is this is not just me saying, remember Ken, remember Brandon. It's remember, hey, gang at home, we started playing on the Twitch games, you know, the, the when we were all Twitch gamers and we were fast and we didn't have the response time of a sloth you know <laughs> first person shooters was our was our bag man as life went on and we stopped getting so competitive and whatnot and slowed down it was it, we were still looking for that same same rush that a video game gave us previously so bouncing around to different styles of games and different things like that yeah i can see why having the disposable income is another problem yeah <laughs> having a family being in our advanced decades here uh it's it's hard to spend 60 bucks every week on video games or 80 bucks or, or something like that you know path of eternity is great because it's a free game uh, path of exile yeah did i say path of, yeah path of exile and i'm thinking okay. poe is what was in my head and that's either path of exile right. or pillars of eternity and i managed to portman two, put them together and got pillars of eternity or pillars of exile yeah path of anyway, doesn't matter. <laughs> and that one comes up and that's great because they do a great job the the developers themselves do a great job with all these different things so there's positives to be having gaming adhd we're not trapped in a game forever that's true just yesterday actually play together with uh the 10th anniversary of the mod i did some of the people that got on there i mean bless their souls for still wanting to play this game and really like the old stuff way better than the new stuff 10 years of the same kind of first person shooter man i i don't know i I don't know how people do it i really don't see at 10 years though 10 years that's that's a commitment <laughs> that's, that's a little different than the gaming adhd where we're switching games right, every but couple yeah, that's of what days. I'm saying. it's the exact opposite i don't, I don't want to at the same time i don't want to be you know still playing de dust on counter-strike one today you know <laughs> there's fighting words we've just lost like 50 percent like one person left because you uh, <laughs> yeah you said that and i'm the uh, other 50 percent yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not even paying attention to this anymore. The, the other thing that that I've seen is that you run out of games, you run out of polished games, you run out of things or even genres, and you're bouncing around, and you you start getting into the early early release. Danger zone. Mm-hmm. Games the, that aren't finished. Various levels of not finished. My problem yeah. with with say those games mostly like the uh, Seven Days to Die, not necessarily Ark. I hated Ark too, but Conan, uh, Conan, um, and um, Dark and Light, Dark and Light, all of them. Fallout seventy six. Well, I don't know about Fallout seventy six yet. I haven't, I haven't given that a whirl, and I promised myself that I won't. It's <laughs> you've got your group of people, you're building towards something, but then gaming ADHD strikes, and you abandon said game, and everything, all that time that you put into it. 
and you're moving on to something else. That to me is the biggest issue with it because we're not actually getting any better at the game. We're not doing anything special in the game. We're not getting to the end game. What are we doing? We're just kind of wasting time. So it's the video game equivalent of leasing a car. (laughs) Yeah, I guess you could say that. Or renting a car. Renting a car, basically doing nothing with it and then just tossing it away. Yeah. That sounds about right. And I'm going to stay positive with this. I think one of the biggest draws is where I said previously, the best antagonists are my friends. The best reason to play games are also my friends. And I think that's why it's like channel surfing. You'll stop where your favorite actors are and, or actresses or stories are. And that's what's going on with the gaming ADHD. It's all about, all right, let's take my merry band of reprobates and let's put them in a whole new environment. And let's see what happens. There is definitely a balance between uh, 10 years of playing one game and then 10 minutes of playing another game. There's There's got to be a happy medium. So where is that happy medium? Where Where is it where, you know what, we've done enough Let's move on. That's that's an interesting question right there. Let let me take uh, The Division for an example. The Division, when it came out, was one of our game of the week. I fell in love with The Division. I fell in love with the, the atmosphere, everything pretty much about The Division. A couple of patches later, it got to the point where it was more aggravating to play than uh, enjoyable. Um, so it was like, okay, let's give it a break. Now, giving it a break doesn't mean... Let's, you know, drop it for seven months and never come back to it. It's just, let's give it some time to mature, maybe a patch or two, and then come back to it. Start over, do what we need to do. I completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> well, well, you know, that's it's funny you say that because I did return to it, but I think it was more like 18 months later. Mm-hmm massive changes to it you had already been playing for a while but it was an absolute blast it was it was all the even though it was familiar even though it was stuff i've done before it was different enough they had done it such a great job of taking a formula i knew and had changed it and matured it and rubbed off the sharp bits and made a game that i actually i really had fun but again it was most fun playing it with you with my son with will and whoever else joined us at any given time mm-hmm. It was absolutely one of the reasons why to play that game it was not just because the environment was great, not just because they had the tools for us to play an enjoyable game, but it's because it allowed us to play as a group, as friends. And I thought that was fantastic. But I will say back from the beginning, and this is just a throwback uh, uh, to when we first started running in the uh, the red zone uh, and just the absolute terror of running into <laughs> other people. I will. That is one of those moments that I will never forget. It was such a beautiful time. And when we were able to run four and four of groups together, it was it was terrific it was it was great it still is a fantastic game unfortunately at this point it's not necessarily playable it's just it needs to um the the second part needs to come out now the the content isn't there for for the first one anymore division one set up a great storyline that you know once you played it through it then stopped then later they matured the story different patches and it's it's very exciting i think they did a great job and learned a lot about how to uh present a story and do it in such a way if they had delivered this end game content when the game came out i think people would be losing their minds and saying this is one of the best games ever yep yep i agree that's a game that is adhd proof in many ways because it is something that matured as we stepped away from it and of course i had brought up earlier the the concept of uh early release games having only x amount of content and i think our friends you know we're power gamers and we will plow through a game as fast as we can with or without each other. And then once we get to a certain point, a saturation point, we're like, okay, it's time to move to something else. Very true. And, and the games that we seem to return to are rote games, you know, Rocket 
League. It's it's basically soccer. I'm sorry, football. And so the games that do get returned to, first and foremost, the free games like Warframe or, or POE. Yep. That's that's great. You know, that's that's a little bit of our group realizing, hey, you know, maybe we shouldn't be spending twelve hundred bucks uh, every six months on video games. Let's look at the free stuff and see what's going on. And Warframe's a game that has matured very well, as from what I understand. Warframe is a fantastic game. Yeah, and, it really and is. My son's been playing it since it came out, and uh, he still plays it. Granted, he doesn't have ADHD as bad as, as some, but his friends also they do the same thing, but they play the same style of games, but they're slower. They don't bounce around because they're poor, but they don't bounce around <laughs> from from games as much. So there is a lot to be said for it. And if you've got the right group of people to go with you from game to game to game, great. That's fantastic. But there has got to be fatigue, absolute fatigue in seeing the same tropes and seeing the same gameplay styles over and over and over again, which I think Team Fortress 2 was the last game we played as a group of any duration together as everybody played it. But yeah, mm-hmm. I think we did play it uh, excessively for a good while. Then uh, Borderlands kind of came out and that allowed us to fracture a bit and everybody chased what they liked. Once the game sizes shrank, because instead of going with the teams of 16 and, and 32 players yes yes we're going down to four people then that fractured us a lot <laughs> so once it's four on four or something like that or, or whatever adhd for gamers or gaming adhd is a is a real thing but you know we can point back and say you know it's not necessarily true because i can remember times having seven of us sitting in a, in a lobby waiting for someone that we know to show <laughs> up so uh, yeah i can kind of see bouncing around looking for a game that will fit the group as it is right now but i can also see sitting around going hey guys i want to join up what's going on oh we're playing this game but i just bought that game yeah we're we're not playing that anymore yeah i can yes. kind of see where this this wears thin when you do get a group of a certain size and yeah we're all playing tf2 or whatever right now uh hey we want to go play PUBG. well i personally don't want to play PUBG. you know whatever reason i have right it's popular now I'm, i go off and play something else and then maybe someone else says hey let's play that or something like that yeah i don't know of a solution to this but but yeah it is real Brandon, any final thoughts? We have a lot of games. We have disposable income, and that's something that, you know, all of us have worked for to get the things that we want. And that's fine. I just would like it if we played a game for more than, say, a week and then moved on, because that's kind of annoying. That's that's what makes me want to jab my eyes out. Because it's like, oh, you know, take a Friday and, and go somewhere with my wife and come back and everybody's playing a different game. It's like, oh, okay, let me go buy this game. And then all of a sudden, no one's playing that game anymore. It's like, okay, why did I buy this game? Better than when we played MMOs. And if you took a day off and you come back and everybody's like 15 levels higher than you, if you know you can plan for a gaming ADHD moment and go, you know, I'm going to take the whole week off and I'll play the next game after the next game. That's what I'm going to pick up. There's pluses and minuses to the whole idea. And like you said, it's nice to have that disposable income to be able to keep up the Joneses or the, the Marios, I guess you could say. And <laughs> But at the same time, it does lead to a lot of gaming fatigue. You know, maybe our listeners don't have this problem. Maybe they don't have the group that goes from one game to the next game. And this is such an alien concept to them. But it truly, it truly becomes that way once you get to a certain point. Even you can do it for free games. The gaming ADHD, I think, is tied closely to gaming fatigue. Mm-hmm. If you look at popular games like Pokemon, Pokemon Go even, you know, the fatigue dropped off and people are looking for the next best thing to play. Our group just happens to ramp that up. So it's every seven days they're looking for the next best thing to play. This subject we could probably go on and on and on about. Yeah, we'll have to come back to it at some point. (laughs) Yeah, we'll revisit this. uh, And okay, so next week, remember when I have a new game to play. (laughs) Yeah, when the new the next time Brandon's on, we will revisit gaming ADHD and we'll keep tabs on how many games our group has played between this recording 
in the next recording. We really should do that. You know how many games I've played since we started this recording? <laughs> yes. How many games have you finished playing for the last hour? I crashed the Kerbal, so that that's one game. Let's see, I crashed into a wall and... and forza so anyway well, that's that's pretty uh pretty impressive crashing into a wall and a kerbal now if you had a kerbal crashing I'm, into a wall, I'm actually gonna make a kerbal livery for forza so if there isn't one already <laughs> nice <laughs> Let's uh, let's let's do our wrap up then. So, what have we learned today, everybody? We're all a bunch of geeks. Uh, gaming gaming ADHD should be recognized by the DSM five. Uh huh. Uh huh. What medication would you get, assign someone for having gaming ADHD? Two thousand hours of community service playing Zork. You have been eaten by a Gru. I love that game. Yeah, though. but could you play two thousand hours of it? Well, it's a rock. Of course you do. <laughs> Best moment in a video game ever. Seriously, my daughter knows That's about right that. That's right in the beginning. <laughs> exactly. Have you played uh, West of Loathing? No. You have to. If you like Zork, you'll like West of Loathing. So I've learned that my friends are the best antagonists to play video games with. And uh, that'll bring us to our lightning round. All right, we got three minutes, three minutes to discuss. Are you ready, Brandon? Sure. Listen carefully, everyone at home, to how Brandon reacts to this statement. Which is better, Star Wars or Star Trek? That's not even fair. See, that's that's not that's not a fair question. It is a perfectly qu- fair question. This is not a fair question. It's absolutely a fair. It's question. situational. It's it's situational. Okay, which is better? It's situational. The the prequels or Voyager? God damn it! You know what? That's not even funny. <laughs> it is absolutely that is it, it's situational. You said I gave you a situation. What's what's the answer? All right, for that one, uh, Janeway Jesus. or Jar Jar? Janeway would have been. Voyager versus the prequels. I can do this. First prequel? No. Terrible. That would go to Voyager every time. The second one? Clone Wars, which was uh-huh. really good. I enjoyed it a lot. I would go with uh-huh. the Star Wars. The third one? Duel of the Fates, man. Best Star Wars song. So that one wins. All right. Now let's go with the original the original series of both Star Wars and Star Trek. Which was better? The original series? Nah, Star Wars. Sorry. Uh, I hate it, Kirk. Just the way I feel about it. Yeah, but he also had Bones. He was the best. Absolutely the best. Okay. He was such a better sidekick than C-3PO. Do you agree? 3PO wasn't a sidekick. Yes. Yes, he was. He was R2's sidekick. Oh, you're giving the, the whole R2 as the hero of the entire series <laughs> bullshit. No, 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 no. We're not doing that. <laughs> yeah, how do you explain the, the modern movies? Yeah. We're not doing that. Original series? versus uh, the original trilogy, Star Wars wins. No question. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Okay, now, because it's it's muddled a little bit, uh, we'll go with uh, the original original Star Wars, the original three Star Wars, and the next generation. Next generation. What? Why are you even doing this? <laughs> exactly. Next next generation wins. It's Star Wars. Next generation wins no matter what on that section. Nope. What? Star Wars. Oh, no, no, no. We have to, we're going to have to fight. Star Trek is good. Star Trek has its place. Mm-hmm. But the thing I really like about Star Wars is they're not making up psycho babo techno shit to try the and explain force. everything that doesn't need to be explained. Midichlorians, exactly. Which they didn't explain until <laughs> the seconds. Last question, guys. <laughs> Best villain in, a, in, in the series, Darth Maul or Q? Q. Q be- so the problem with Maul was uh, he is a bunch of crap in the movies. Uh, he is way mm-hmm. understated, underplayed. I'm sorry, Solo. If you watch the, I have not uh, watched the cartoon, Solo yet. He is, they flesh him out. Solo. I have not watched it yet. Oh, dude, I really enjoyed that movie. And, oh, time is <laughs> up. Thank you very much for that one. That was a great... I bet you, you know what? We probably should have just talked about that for the whole thing. No downtime whatsoever. No awkward silences. 
us just talking about which is better star wars or star trek we'll have to keep that in mind for the next time you know ken next time we have brandon on and he's uh flagging a little bit just doesn't seem so interested we'll just have to toss one of those (laughs) questions out uh well, uh, thanks everyone for joining us. That's all the time we have for this week. Special thanks goes out to Brandon for, for joining us today. Thank you so much, Brandon. No problem. Mm-hmm. Thanks for having me. Yep. It was a blast and you're, oh, you're very welcome. You've kept us entertained. Okay. Ken, you got anything you want to finally say? Star Wars is better. Okay. With that, everybody. You know, I agree with you on a whole. See you next time. I agree with you on a whole, but <laughs> we're going to have to fight about oh, certain right. Star Trek stuff. <laughs>